The Sabbath Podcast, the balm of cleared for the wounded, the ray of hope for the hopeless, the light for those in darkness, the voice of infinite possibility. The Sabbath Podcast, overcoming through the power of testimony. All right, good day, everyone. My name is Fashion Michael Olaito. I am excited to welcome you to another interesting episode of the Sabbath Podcast. This podcast we share inspiring and edifying testimonies that can ignite your victory and propel your breakthrough. And today I have a very wonderful guest with me, and we shall be discussing the goodness of God together, men and women, brethren. Please join me as I welcome uh, Mr. Yemi Dare. Is a sexual purity coach is a digital entrepreneur and as well uh affiliate uh, marketer he will tell us more about himself please join me as i welcome mr yemidare we are glad to have you on this podcast good evening yes good evening sir it's a pleasure to be here <laughs> i feel personally excited you know sharing the story and all of that so i believe we're going to have a beautiful experience this evening all right glory be to for that so first we'd like you to tell us more about yourself who is yemi dari okay well um it's actually dari yemi yeah okay okay so, okay thank you right. <laughs> the idea is my name is oluyemi steven oluwada milari you know right. so my first name is actually steven but okay. coming online and doing some stuff so I picked the name Dari, then Yemi, Dari from Oluwadam Lari, then Yemi from Oluyemi. So that's my brand name, basically. But my full name is Oluyemi Steven Oluwadam Lari. And so, who am I? (laughs) Okay, I'm a staunch Christian, right? Then um, I'm a designer, an affiliate marketing business consultant, and also a sexual addiction recovery expert. So basically, what I do is I stand to represent everything good and godly by God's grace. And um, I'm more particular about teenagers, young persons, because I understand the importance of time, right? For some persons, in fact, somebody asked me, somebody asked me one day that um are there not plenty sins in the bible so why am i just talking about sexual addiction alone or sexual purity okay and you know it got me thinking i'm actually laughing because yeah the reason i chose that part is because yeah, I, I believe subsequently questions will get there but i just need yeah, to mention it, it will get there yeah it will get there it will get there yeah, it will yeah, get there I, I i have a thing a very strong thing for teenagers and young persons so that's basically okay. the reason i chose that part yeah. okay so uh we would like you to tell us about your background growing up how does it really look like was it rosy uh how were you raised mm, yeah I, I i like that last line with the how were you raised i was raised well right i was raised and that's one of the biggest advantages i have Mm. Mm. that uh you know not many persons have and i always Mm. thank god for it not many persons are privileged to have responsible parents that's correct and in my experience dealing with teenagers and young persons i have realized over and over again that Mm. the major default the the major Mm. challenge with so many young persons stems from their background mm-hmm. yeah for instance i live in a uh, of course mission house my dad is a pastor and then this is me on a sunday morning i just need to take two steps and i'm inside the church mm. <laughs> from the house just if i jump well if at one step can take me <laughs> if I jump well. so basically so when, when when i come outside and people i see people playing football on a sunday morning i can't relate Mm. like it doesn't make sense to me when you tell me you're washing clothes on a sunday morning and you're not going to church mm. you have ex- you have exams on a sunday morning so you're not going to church so those things mm. they don't make sense to me because they are not in my reality mm. so it's not even my perception so i mm. i grew up in a of course church setting and what people call pastors children i'm talking about mm. that i feel mm that it's of course i didn't give my life to jesus christ until 20 until 2016 right okay I, so, yeah, I was gonna ask you about that i was gonna <laughs> ask you about that because you see uh sometimes when i bring on my guests 
since this podcast is faith-based there is this clarity i actually want to settle for once that being born into a christian home does not make one a christian it doesn't so i have so i i I would like you to if you you can be elaborate you know tell us about your salvation experience like you, you never can tell you know how god called you how god cornered you up you know how you got your born again experience can actually you know uh this testimony can actually ignite someone's step to actually uh, uh moving closer to god so tell us about your salvation experience yeah okay yeah the idea is this um one of my friends once told me something that mm-hmm. people nice people good people they don't go to heaven mm. only saved people go to heaven Mm. so mm. you may be good of course mm. while growing up we not like we don't do you know um worldly things let me put it that way where of mm. course you know they are we know they follow girls you know they drink you know they you understand know, those kind of things mm-hmm. but then yeah. there was this deposit of ungodliness because mm. i remember those days you know mommy and daddy stuff <laughs> then mm. of course i used to steal from my parents yeah when mm. i was younger now those days and those things were you know that's one of the major things that scares me when i mm. get to see and uh, you know it triggers a sense of pity and mm. compassion that's why i always evangelize i always preach mm. anywhere i get to by god's grace because mm. i understand what it means to be without the experience of god i'm good i'm going somewhere now mm. um to think that my dad is yeah is, is is a kind of strict person right now mm-hmm. to think that despite being strict despite being watchful i mean on sundays like this we don't go out to play football until we are done what we are doing mm-hmm. you know that was one of the things that taught me discipline mm-hmm. you'll be hearing sound of football children are playing in the streets we, are, we live in a long street so even mm-hmm. people come from children come from the next two streets to play football there and mm. we will be there doing family bible study they're not born mm. where they go sit down there mm. you know that kind mm. of experience yes. now despite all of that we're still able to manage to do some bad things mm. so i now wonder how about people who did not even live around godly people at all mm. people who did not even grow up around people who can tell them kai stop don't go mm. there don't do this so yeah. it's it's literally lays the burden on me that these people are without help Mm. that without guidance yeah. and so um let's let's take a a, a few steps back to okay. my born again experience now yeah. one of the major things that um comes with the experience of being born again is a sense of purpose mm. yeah the idea is that you are not yet living until you are living for christ you are, you are just, you're just existing right you're not living yet mm. so the life the living comes from the born again experience and that's yeah. what defines mine. For instance, that they are really, you know, one thing is, I, for me, I don't know, but I can't remember the exact day, like day. Mm. But I know it's January 2016. It was just one yeah, weekend yeah. like that. I just, I just got up and <laughs> I just went out and I took a megaphone, of course, megaphones in the church. I just took one mm. and I went out to preach. Like, it was really one of the heaviest experiences I've had. I was just, you know, yeah. that point, you know, the experience of um, like Jonah, it's a cry against the city. <laughs> yeah. I just go out there and be like, you guys must repent. <laughs> mm. I got to that junction. And I remember, I think I was even crying while I was speaking because it was like the first time I was going to do a street evangelism like that solo. Mm. You know, mm. so that time, from that point, it began to, and, and one of my biggest regrets, I always say this, and I'm privileged to say because. It's going to help persons. You know, one of my biggest regrets as a young person of 24 is that I didn't give my life to Jesus until I left secondary school. It still pains mm. me to now. The fact mm. is that while I was in secondary school, even till now by God's grace, I'm quite influential. What I mean is that I'm able to make people do things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, I tell my friends, if you come to me now and tell me, let's go to maybe the next two streets, I may not, you may not succeed in taking me there. But me, I can take mm. you to one more and you will follow me. Mm. So I, I I had that kind of experience. I mean, days in school where people, students finish listening to the lectures, 
or classes and they sit around me and i'm teaching them some things they all of them gather and they write you know mm. so i had an experience i'm like why didn't i get this in fact i was one of the lead people who used to lead them to do like some wrong wrong things making noise mm. you know the kind of stuff mm. so that mm. for me was my experience and yes it came with the aversion for improper mm. upbringing i have a very very terrible distaste for for poor children i mean poor upbringing mm. as a matter of fact if you if you're around me you it's very obvious i don't hide it that's why i always say anywhere and i say for anybody who cares to listen i have little mm. or no regard for irresponsible parents yeah mm. so it mm. was an aversion for me so that aversion was where i found purpose i hate to see children grow up the wrong way especially mm. becoming sexually irresponsible yeah oh no that's that's profound really you, you've really shared a lot really okay so le- let's move forward let's move okay sir uh, you've told uh, you've told us about your salvation experience and then you've partially answered this question then i'm going to join two questions now now at what stage do you become intentional about living purposefully and uh if you like to add what prepares you to become a sexual purity advocate okay okay uh, i like just like you said i've touched a bit of it so yeah, the idea yeah. is it was around us 2016 yeah of course i've yeah. always been in fact in 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 i think 20 of course you know those you you know the typical life of a, of a pastor's child you know mm. you are always involved where especially when you are younger you know Peter and so you know they go anywhere like you are going mm. you are the one that will ring bell wake up everybody <laughs> monday sunday service <laughs> So yeah. that's what I was saying earlier. Why would they be not going to church? I can't relate. <laughs> yeah. So um, the idea is, in fact, when I was growing up, you know, my, I have a younger brother. Every Bible quiz they do, everybody knows. They know the if if you like read it, read for one year. You cannot carry that first or second. It's not the mm. way you want to. <laughs> you understand that kind of thing. Mm. So it got to a point when we left children class. We go to say um the big church. We write on the school exams. It got to a point where, like, this is that they, they used to see the question from their mommy because my mom is the one in charge of the Sunday school. And in okay. case she said, Ah, you are the one that, that are not reading. It got to a point she had to leave the whole thing. And after she left, we we're still taking it. She again. Mm-hmm. So that was mm-hmm. like my upbringing. So, Bible mm-hmm. and all of those things. In fact, sometimes I would want to be like, Okay, let's go for evangelism together mm-hmm. and all of those things so it formed a major background for me and um like i said earlier so what was the major point for me is i hate to see and maybe because i witnessed a number of um experiences while younger for instance there were some children in our church then who were very 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 disrespectful i mean very disrespectful these are children who who almost beat up and insult I mean, I don't mean of mm. um like physical beating now. You know, there's yeah. a way you are Yoruba, right? You know, um, um yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, when somebody says um, Ebu my dad will always say that. Yeah. So that is, you don't yeah. have to actually beat somebody to beat them. So there's a way those exactly. children behave. They talk mm. back at their parents. You know, those days when I was younger, but I used to be shocked. Like, ah, are you okay? Like, what's this? Mm. You know that kind of. Your mom is like sitting here, like, oh, I'm not sitting there. And mm. it's, it's not like you are, they mean it. <laughs> so yeah. I used to be challenged, like, wow. So those things were forming layers of, um, you know, challenge. I'm like, no, it's not, it's not supposed to be like this. Yeah. Children should grow up properly. So mm. I grew up to see children at a point. There's this particular area around our side called Showa. If you're not around Ibafo, you know that Showa. Those children there, mm-hmm. those days small small children pregnancy i'm like wow mm. so all of those experiences gathered together i'm like no 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 it can be better something must be done so exactly it can be better it mm. can be better we can do better so all of those experiences yeah. and sometimes of course internally extended family you see different patterns and you're like mm. this one impregnated then you two the same thing Egmo, aburo baba mama mm. those kind of so, so it mm. looks very dirty and i feel this is a point of concern so for me exactly. it became a very very pressing challenge mm. 
and yeah. um was it easy to actually settle for it no because i, I still remember yeah. around 2019 2020 i was never sure what i needed to do in my life i just know yeah. i just know i'm living a good life and one thing i always tell people is this thing called purpose i, I see many persons they overstress it i don't know if i sound um unchristian but i feel the word destiny is not too spiritual it's not too much of a spiritual word uh mm. because it's simple english destiny destination where are you going mm. so now over complicate it. it it's just a matter of knowing what god wants for you and yeah. sticking to it so yeah. I, I, at the point i used to call myself a writer a speaker a blah 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 blah, yeah. blah. But thank god so much clarity has set in in the last four years yeah. and uh, yeah. it's god is helping us yeah uh, glory be to God for that. And uh, you see, you are actually feeling a very big vacuum because uh, if we don't have people that uh, you know speak and stand in gap for such a very critical point that is advocating for sexual purity, uh, the yeah. devil will have it away, and then you know we'll just realize that we're having an improper family, and you know it's improper people in the family that will constitute a community. That's so right. really you are standing in a very 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 you know very big gap and um, i'm praying that god will continue to strengthen you in jesus name so now I, I, as a teenage coach you know how can teenagers become excellent and outstanding in all they do at least over the years if i have the privilege to speak to coach the advice so what are the things do you think teenagers can do to make them become outstanding and excellent in all they do okay yeah thank you for that question and um you know as, as you were reading it uh, i was kind of like okay this is it i if i if i were to go back um about um seven eight years ago what right. i would do is very simple I, I think let me take you back a, a few steps back now like i said earlier the major challenge comes from the point of poor raising yeah. for instance um it takes so much it takes so much courage to actually be become excellent mm. uh, i was teaching somewhere is it yesterday or two days ago i was teaching them about poor habits habits that can keep them poor right and one of the major things that i drew attention to is the progenitors of habits and mm. uh, one of them is programming mm. so many teenagers have been programmed to fail jesus the 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 ah help me how do i break this down okay for mm. instance look at it many of our families we have so mm. many wrong ideas we have upheld mm. so many wrong ideas we have grown up with mm. For instance, a father who does not have money can never teach his child about finance. He has nothing mm. to offer him. Yep. I said this with all humility. My dad can't teach me anything about money. Mm. That's the truth. He can't teach me anything about business. But when it comes to the part of Bible, scripture, he has done his part. Yeah. So what am I trying to drive at? The major thing I always recommend is that any parent or guardian raising a teenager should get them a mentor a mm. mentor mm. why am i saying a mentor see a mentor is the the the, the thing is okay let me let me mention the other two now I've, i mentioned number one is programming right number two All right yeah that's is, correct number two is modeling and number three mm. is environment these three major mm. things affect the teenagehood of any child mm. so for instance after uh, you know I, I i like to speak from experience and what i've done uh, as a research because it's really important so we don't mm. just talk out of context you grab yeah. so I, I in fact i see some of them online these days people guys who were juniors in my secondary school these yeah. are boys i know who were in primary school they are into yahoo now mm. i see them online i see them you know with gangs around the car you know this way they wear color 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 and they're looking like masquerade yeah. with socks and big <laughs> head and yeah. you know so, so now mm. where is the problem coming from the society has failed us in so many ways yeah. that it has painted hard work patience mm. perseverance persistence resilience yeah. it has blackened these values so we are raising teenagers who have no values and we want them mm. to value us it's not going to happen 
any person who has been devalued cannot value anything mm. so mm. we must raise valuable teenagers by getting yeah. them mentors now this is what i'm going to many yeah. of these children are going into these wrong things because they don't have correct figures and model that they can copy mm. so that's why you hear popularized cultures like schooners come mm. now why will anybody say schooners come simple because all the people they know who went to school are jobless mm. all the people they know who went to school and are serious are still looking for jobs but they mm. know many people who are into scams who have cars and they never don't want to be poor mm. so they follow mm. these people mm. for instance like i said many of our parents cannot teach us about finance because they don't yeah. have money mm. good so the patterns exist and for someone like me i'm a very very disruptive thinker mm. i i don't follow the crowd mm. i don't i don't follow the crowd my dad knows i don't follow the crowd that's why most time when we we're growing up i, had, I was at always almost at logger heads with him because <laughs> when he tells us go this way me i want to look for my own way because i know there is always more so mm. because we don't have the correct figures models that we can see because i you know I, there was a point in my life i used to hate rich people mm. and this is part of the modeling and programming yeah up, up till about um up till about let me say 12 or 15 when we're, we're living in my myself and my three brothers my sorry my two brothers three of us were living in we're staying in one room my parents in one room i'm saying this because of course this is a general stuff and i understand yeah. the implication but i just want some persons to learn some things right yeah now this was when we we're growing up anyway now we have been programmed to live in one room for about eight years so how do you think that child will behave you cannot think beyond that radar he has been caged mm. so those days there's this rich family that lives opposite our house Whenever they open their gates, we seize the opportunity to peep inside their house. <laughs> and we see cars parked. Mm. There is no car in our house. Their children don't come to play ball in the streets. They drive one car, big toy car in their house. So these are programming. We have been trained to see ourselves as inferior. Mm. So until a disruptive point comes, God helps such teenager is exposed to the right information right yeah. access and he himself now yeah. have sense so this is what they need mentors who now if i of course i am not saying perfection or something but if i were a parent now and i don't have money which cannot yeah. happen right what yeah. i will do is i will look for there is this book called rich dad poor dad yeah demand do you know about the book sir yes i do i have a copy now, <laughs> the, the man looked for another father figure who had money yeah. Mm -hmm. and learn from him mm. so that's what i'm saying so if you want to read excellent children you see that's one of my pains many parents are raising um they are raising obedient uh, uh no that's not the right word they are raising tamed children not obedient mm. children mm. so you tell a child sit there don't go out they are caged that's why when they get to university they misbehave Mm. because they have been tamed all this year they were not trained they were only tamed mm. so the parents think that they have obedient children but they should have mm. only tamed. so mm. we need to raise to find good mentors for them yeah. so yeah. that's one number two is expose them to skills mm. I, I was I, I said i love that i said i love exactly. that i love that exactly yeah. now i mm. i, I I, I hate to say this, but I, I don't blame them anyway, my parents, but then just like many other parents, so it's not like it's just them. It's just like yeah. many other parents. They they are not informed. How do I mean? Mm. When I was in 200 level or something, my dad would call me on phone. Um, he would pray for me. Genuine prayer. Trust me. Genuine. Yeah. Very genuine. Mm. He goes like, uh, like, God be with you, that kind of a thing. You won't have carryovers. Sir, I don't mm. have carryover already. <laughs> okay. He's like, you will graduate in first class. <laughs> I did not promise you that, sir. <laughs> you know? But you can't blame them. And when they want to finish the prayer, we say, 
God will provide a good job for you. So I'm not looking for a job. I'm a, I'm a entrepreneur. But you have to be used to the pattern. So we grew up, no skill, nothing. All yeah. we knew was to learn tailoring. Learn mm. this one. Learn that mm. one. Last, last. Mm. Learn computer because of jam. Finish. <laughs> That's the truth. So we yeah, go. You see, you see, sorry to cut you in. You understand the system. You understand. You are painting a very clear picture. And that is the reality. I'm just praying yeah. that those that will listen to this, you know, we're not just listening for listening's sake. But we see the intent in your heart. You see, you are trying to pass a message. It's only those that listen carefully will understand the pain and the intent in your heart. Really, exactly. I truly appreciate that. Understand where they are going. You understand the picture. You understand the problem. And uh, you are given the solution, truly. So please go ahead. Sorry for cutting you in. I just have to chip that in. Because the way you are explaining it, to be honest, I can just draw the map of my head. I say, come on, you understand, you understand, the, you understand the core, the core. You are, this, you are talking about the core. And that's what we need to address. If we exactly. actually want to raise, if we actually want to raise a same teenager, because in two or three years down, they will graduate from that level, you understand, and become an adult. They become young adults in, in a couple of years now, you know, they start having family. So if the foundation is faulty, you know, having a divorce is is inevitable so you are actually painting the right picture uh please go ahead sir all right thank you so much for that input so like i was saying so there's a high deficiency of the skills now mm. um i always see now this is part of the sexual period i always tell persons any parent in this 21st century who yeah. is not media savvy who is not tech savvy who is not social media savvy cannot raise a responsible child mm, mm, you know something mm. happened one time uh somebody was talking in one church uh i think one of my coaches um what's his name Chris he, mm. he was saying something is a family life engineering family life system engineer uh, right. he was saying something some time ago that he went to a church one time and then he said so many things anyway but this is a chunk at that point mm. The pastor where, that he was talking to did not know anything about all this online stuff. Then mm. he encouraged them or something to open Twitter and all of that. The day the pastor opened Twitter, he saw his own daughter post, I want to F word right now. Mm. Like, I want to have sex right now. That's what the daughter posted. <laughs> so, they, 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 we need to be exposed to different things. And so I've mentioned skills. And when, I'm, yeah. when, when I mention skills, not just finance skills, of course, that's one of the most important things. Financial mm. skills, right? How to make money. Parents should, they should, if they can't teach, they should pay for trainings. Mm. How to make money is important. Mm. So then that one is emotional intelligence, right? Mm. How to yeah. manage peer pressure. Mm. All these are, are called social skills. Teenagers should yeah. learn these things. So that's mm. why you see teenagers who are easily moved and swayed by yeah. by um what's it called pressure by and all of those things. So I've mentioned number one is that they should get a model, yeah. and number two is they should get social they should get skills, social yeah. skills, emotional skills, financial mm -hmm. skills, and all of that. Then what yeah. would be the third one is that um the the child the teenager themselves should give themselves brain. Uh, let me use that term. So that it's, I will explain it. Now, this is it. I have realized, persons ask over time, that mm. why do pastor's children end up part? Yeah. Mm. I don't know if you have heard that kind of question or debate or yeah. argument before. Yeah, no, like, you see, uh, 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 even when we explore that question, in fact, <laughs> you will not leave it to us because it's true. <laughs> because if you want to, in, in fact, statistically, uh, anyway, it, it's not something that was conducted, but uh, from observation, from observation, let's say every two out of every ten of a pastor's children end up, you know, becoming terrible. Yeah, and I think if, I think I found an explanation for that recently. Okay, so, okay, please uh, share with you us. Mind if I share that? Uh, please go ahead. Please go ahead. All right. Now, while I was growing up, my my mom, um, of course, like I said earlier when I started, my parents are one of the best parents you can ever pray for. No cap. Because That's great. the biggest gift is, like I always say, the the money is important. All of these are important. But the biggest thing you can ever give a child is values. Values. Mm. The right values. 
right mm. so the thing is i always tell persons when they come now we're going to come back to the the, the talk of pastor children but let's talk about children okay. generally i've okay. seen many parents do i mean try their best on their children and these children still end up badly mm. so people now ask so what is wrong because i'm very big on parenting if i talk to parents mm. you think i want to beat them when i talk mm. to them sometimes <laughs> so i'm very big <laughs> on parenting because it's mm. it's the nucleus of any teenager so exactly. um this is the, mm. this is the idea sir. many many teenagers as they are growing up they need um i hope this will help me you so, say okay now this is it they need to understand that their parents can only plant the right seeds in them mm. it is up to them to water it mm. yeah i'm not disputing the fact that parents of course look at the examples in the bible what mm. did what the mother of samuel tell him at three years old he had to corrupt roommates for the whole mm. of his teenagers teenagehood and he didn't get corrupted she planted something in a three-year-old child mm. and he didn't get corrupted mm. of course most likely they were sleeping in the same room three of them mm. both three and finias yeah. they must have been discussing women in his presence mm. they must have been discussing how they would he didn't get corrupted what did she plant so that's important what did the mother of daniel put inside him he was taken away as a young prince to mm. babylon he didn't get corrupted yep. so parental input is very important but a point will come i always tell my teenagers a point will come in your life that you will deliberately choose god mm. intentionally come watch me whether my parents train me well whether this I one left me whether i'm in an university that time it's, it's, a, it's a moment of self-realization mm. and and you take a decision for yourself because yeah. the the age of of teenage the teenage age or youthful age is the age of permanence whereby mm. any decision you take will last you forever just like yes, puberty yes. comes and some features come the beards come the the the, the boobs come the yeah. broad chest comes and they don't go again mm. so it's the age of permanence yeah. so like i said the third thing i will encourage them is to deliberately choose god themselves yeah. themselves so let's just say one thing about um the pay the, the pastor student now the, the idea is the um of course like i said first it's it's a general phenomenon because children are often exposed to like yoruba will say in the proverb um which means two persons give to the child and yeah. the whole community raises the child exactly yeah. right but once the parents have done their part other things will go well Mm. right so the children the people must understand I, i'm saying this to whoever has been blaming parents or has been blaming uh, or pastors children so to say there are so many things that are involved right there are so many things that are involved and i think on another on another part there is this pressure on pastors children yeah there is this pressure of yep. ah, i see a pastor child no it's it's, mm -hmm. it's not fair it's an abuse mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's an abuse yeah. it, it high like standard and demand <laughs> exactly <laughs> they are human beings as well just because their parents are pastors does not mean of course we expect a uh, that's that's this this thing is this is an elementary form of of of, of um, what's it called of religious abuse let mm. me let me let me explain that have you okay. seen instances of uh, men of god make mistakes for instance somebody commits a scandal a sex scandal okay. and the news does not say a man he says a pastor why is it not a man he's a man but if someone else does it you will just see 24 year old man rapes yeah. 14 year old boy but if yeah, he's exactly. there whatever but if he's a pastor or a man a of pastor. god they will say a pastor so that yeah. alone is a pressure that's is why it? it's easier to to be on the floor than to be at the top Definitely. so I, i'm just saying this so that we can balance it so it's the same it's, it's the same scenario the same way of saying um you know men of god are you know in that tight position is the same thing for many pastors children so they live mm. in perpetual high expectation mm. right and um we must understand they are also humans so mm. why do they turn badly most times some parts it may be from the parents for instance most pastor children 
I've this is not I have seen first hand. I know one that the girl behaves like devil, like she behaves like a devil. Mm. She she rebels practically because of the mm. eye handedness of the parent as well. Mm. So this topic of the pastor is a whole different topic on its own. We just needed yeah. to mention that part. But to make a retreat and like I said, just three things: modeling, um, yeah. you know, the the sorry, the right mentor, then the skills and values, and of course coming to the point of self-realization that this god i will serve him whether yeah. my parents are this or not thank yeah, you sir that, that that's very awesome the god factor is very very key it is very very key because it's at that time they have to understand the fact that uh it, it, in fact there's no two way about it there's no two way about it because the world is perverse already so without yeah. god it's gonna be nothing so You've, you've touched this question as well, but I still feel that there is more you can say about it. Maybe you, if I if I ask you the question, you have better perspective to answer it. Can you highlight five pillars that can help teenagers to become sexually pure? Okay. Uh, yeah, now this is very interesting. This is interesting. Um, okay five pillars uh, okay, i trust that can, that can help teenagers right. to become sexually pure all right in this perverse world yeah um first of all the i think they need to understand that they they are in trouble yeah <laughs> they are in trouble mm. they need to understand they are in trouble you know when you know <laughs> when <laughs> is it truth no you know you see, do, okay. <laughs> no, the way you are saying it see the way you, in fact the world itself, the world is in trouble. Now, I'm not trying to picture it. If adults, if adults or grown-up adults realizes the fact that we are in trouble, now, I, I now try to put myself in their shoe at their own level. In fact, yeah. it's, not, it's not just trouble. It's a big trouble. Exactly. And that's why mm. this can only be easily forestalled when mm. they have responsible parental figures. Yeah. Now, let me quickly say this because i don't know whoever may be listening but i feel this will be important now okay. i tell parents in fact i was i was preaching in a bus it was it two days ago i noticed because normally when i just preach in the bus i just preach because i noticed almost all of the person except two persons all of us were males were fathers mm. in fact i was the youngest so mm. i was led to just talk about fatherhood man man son and all of that now this is the idea um the word like they are in trouble like i said now mm. i'm saying i said it in that way so that um what i'm about to say next will will make much more sense the okay. idea is that the the world itself generally is in trouble why because the it's not getting better yeah i need mm. to put it that way it's not getting better and it's scriptural why bible says when the end comes yeah. people become lover of themselves love mm. will grow old so yeah. at a point he said he said people will become inventors of new evils of new evils exactly inventors of new evil so when yeah. i check facebook feeds and i see videos like some a group of persons who just gather themselves right and then they it consists of boys and girls and somebody will put maybe a piece of cake right in their mouth and a big cake right or maybe let's just say something eatable that is very big right okay. and then maybe a piece of meat or something and then two people a boy and a girl we hold the meat at their mouth and start mm. dragging it they will eat it to the point whereby it remains small and they will eventually kiss mm. so those are new you know it makes sense it looks like a new kind of invention so mm. it wasn't i read that scripture i realized that ah mm. inventors of new kinds of evil. Yeah. You will not yes. see something new. Have you seen this Tom and Jerry stuff where the cartoons are actually having sex? Hmm. Now, there is this a, there is this book that was published recently at, is it, at, in America teaching about six to seven year old. The, the, the title of the book is It's Perfectly Normal or It's Perfectly Okay. That's the title of the book. Hmm. The book contains graphic representations diagrams and illustrations of people having sex mm. and the book was meant for seven year olds mm. i think seven to nine yeah now as mm. if that was not terrible enough, enough 
it also featured same sex on the same bed a boy and a boy so mm. the pictures were drawn nothing was hidden the the genitals were drawn in cartoon mm. form and i'm like normally if it were about two years ago or even one year ago i get easily angry i'm like what is the one well i come to realize that it's only going to get bad or worse but where it gets interesting is that we are not without hope yes. so i am not saying this to sound yeah. like ah devil yeah. has won no. yeah what is yeah. this as much as the world you know I, I posted something overnight on my twitter more like a thread on on how to overcome sexual this and all of that now okay i somebody now i think the guy from what i his name is ik balaribi or something i don't know he looks like an outside anyway now mm. he made a comment and he said i don't i thought i was the only one who hates um indecent sex or something i'm like ah oga we are plenty of there are mm. thousands of thousands yeah. who still believe yeah. in sexual purity mm-hmm. now that sounds like something i just said from the top of my head well i'll prove that from the bible a point mm. came elijah told god so god i'm the only prophet of ba- uh, prophet of yeah. god is uh, of god remaining they play. Yeah. They play. <laughs> i have seven thousand yeah. prophets prophets they've not bowed their knees to bow so devil deceives them that they are the only one who is not having sex it is wrong they're not the only mm. one so they need to understand this now I, I i hope i'll be able to mention up to five because it's more like it's i'll be fine. mentioning them it's in fine in. Nah, nah, it's okay. fine yeah it's fine i love All that right. really it's fine <laughs> any number right. it's fine yeah thank you so basically they need mm-hmm. to understand that first of all they are in trouble and that trouble is a general trouble so they should not be too calm that's what i'm going to yeah. they should not be too calm and relaxed that uh, uh no 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 you know um is it bible or you know uh, maybe a yoruba proverb says you cannot put um early finosory or really soon yeah ben. imagine yeah. there is fire in your roof and just go to bed no, no we, ma- we have to we have to be we weird have to quench the fire first exactly mm. so the, i think the major thing about sexual now, uh, uh, for me for me maybe from my experience anyway when people come to me in fact somebody still I, I i gave him an appointment early around this six o'clock that he should call me the guy asked me that uh in the bible i i guess probably he read something somewhere and okay. he, he, he was saying he was asking me that uh, he knows masturbation uh, you know pornography is a sin fornication but what can i say about masturbation that since it's not in the bible and i already know his answer and i just i was even just tired so he just called me around this time i'll I'll talk to you (laughs) so i for me i feel the biggest thing any teenager can have on the subject of sexual purity is knowledge Mm. is knowledge is Mm. knowledge Mm. is knowledge you you will you will be shocked at how much the devil has deceived that's why this scripture makes much sense when we check it it says my people that scripture is very powerful it's very not unbelievers it's very my, my people, people perish mm-hmm. for because lack of knowledge, knowledge. Yeah. so many teenagers are drawn into these things because they don't have knowledge mm-hmm. they don't know so mm-hmm. you will hear that's why you will hear myth like um semen that is sperm can cleanse pimples <laughs> so they begin to look for to remove you know so they are confused they don't know what they don't know and this is still boils down to what i said earlier mental because when they are you see one thing about teenagers is teenagers never ask questions from the right people that's one of their mm. biggest mistakes mm. they ask the right question but not from the right people that's true so they ask right questions of course right question legit questions but from the wrong people Mm. sometimes from the parents anyway because we've seen experiences of people of truth of, of of teenagers asking their parents and their parents are like i'm busy and of course mm. the the gate man eventually answered uh, and demonstrated the, the, the girl was asking mommy what is sex the mommy said shut up and when she asked the gate man the gate man said come i will show you and he showed mm. her mm. he was having sex with her for about four years before he was discovered yes, so terrible things so the biggest thing is knowledge they need to know the right thing so then the next thing is um what's it called associations their friends 
and i think at this point parents need to be more careful because it's very easy to raise teenagers i don't know it may sound like i'm i'm, I'm belittling it but for me i feel it's simple because this is it teenagers seldom confide in their parents why because their parents judge them um i've heard i heard of a case some time ago this child was she got a, a love letter from a boy in her class i think she's about 12 or 13 and somehow she forgot to show her mom or something i think she wanted to show her mom but somehow she just left in her bag or her, or her clothes or something so the mom was washing the uniforms and she saw a love letter and she showed it to the she called the family meeting you can imagine mm. instead of relating with her like a friend yeah this boy let me know him invite him to our house let me know him yeah let me let me you know she can even be able to guide the boy because yeah. one thing is at their age their their hormones is what is driving them mm-hmm. so at their age boys want um to show that they are strong yeah. so they exploit the tool of sex mm-hmm. while for girls they want affection so they ex- they, they they are victims of care that's mm-hmm. why if a boy tells them something like i love you they feel is genuine because their need at that point is care Mm -hmm. unfortunately most parents are not in that place to help them so for a teenager who always hears i love you i love you from their father when a boy tells you we just tell him my father has already told me tell me another one so you see the last seat again Mm. so it boils down to that part so like i said they should get the right friends of yeah. course for statistics majority of teenagers heard about sex first from their class majority mm-hmm. of teenagers first watch their first pornography from a friend's phone mm. so all of these things boils down to finding the right friends some time ago um a, a woman shared a testimony in our church she had a boy and this boy attends a public secondary school in our place there then he had he, he had about seven friends they mm. would trek all the way from their school to his house every day mm. and if you hear their name daniel emmanuel mm. michael all those kind of names mm. they walk up and down so mm. a point she became a friend to those friends mm. and gradually she was able to help her own child so i mm. think uh, to any parent listening to this please make your friends friends your friend uh, sorry your mm. your children's friends your, your children's friend. friend yeah yeah make your children's friend your friend you can even dictate more things from their friends from your child exactly, exactly. yeah your child exactly. can lie to you maybe for mm. whatever reason which should not happen on a normal day but if yeah. you are close to their friends they will even feel guilty to lie to you mm. so yeah. I, 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 it's just interwoven then i think one yeah. more thing about that is every teenager should um should become should become a lover of the word of god yeah a lover of the word of god the love of the word of god when when a child is exposed to the word of god early enough they they will make less mistakes i mean very less mistakes less thank you mistakes. so much thank you so much thank you so much you have, you have, you have, you have shared a lot you have really really shared a lot and i hope and i'm praying that this will be a source of blessing to those that will be listening so what will be your final word on this podcast okay um yeah very simple the idea is that um it's not a it's not a one-man job um raising a response in fact it's it's a it's a uh, it's a communal is a communal business mm. for instance I, I tell persons the reason i'm so passionate and even extra passionate about talking about subject like this is because i want every child out there to have sense not like i raise my own child you don't raise mm. your own child and pregnant my child there'll mm. be problem yeah, problem our <laughs> so not like you don't raise your own boy child and he pregnant my child while i'm our <laughs> mm-hmm. god help us so Amen. it's 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 um it's a problem that uh so what i'm just saying here is that we should find we, sh- we should find um a way to balance the equation so mm-hmm. most churches seldom talk about sex and it's not good it's mm-hmm. not good we 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 have schools who only brush the topic of sex they don't talk about it so the question children are asking questions and they need answers so who answers mm-hmm. them so we need to find a way to balance that message mm-hmm. balance that message let's find a way to balance that message and 
where where this where this um comes to play is that everybody should play their role right the society has a role to play the 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 barber down the street should stop playing the wrong kind of music yeah. the the parents out there should stop um playing doing playing the wrong kind of music videos at home the, the school out there should stop telling children to stop sagging and on the day of of end of your party you still bring the video to come and perform there so those are the things that should be balanced up so we have uh, loopholes yeah. loopholes at different points mm -hmm. so we should fix mm -hmm. up the nib so that we don't end up raising confused children mm. so i think that's that's the major thing sir Mm, thank you so much we are grateful in fact i didn't plan this podcast would go this this long to be honest this is <laughs> the longest really i've never had oh, a podcast yeah. that uh, span up to up to but i don't want to cut you short truly oh and thank you oh, so much yeah. for the honor god will not leave you stranded on this journey of life keep making an impact for the kingdom and god will reward you so so well thank you so much and uh please finally i used to give my listener the i mean my guest the opportunity to tell us more of what they do you understand you never can tell people that are listening to this they want to connect with you you know they want to probably key into what you are doing if you have a course if you have a program you know by the time they move closer to people that have value to share definitely they will become men and women of value so please tell us what you do more and tell us if you have programs if you have offers if you have anything you want to promote you have the privilege okay um yeah let me say the the the, the that the for the privilege first now now the idea is that i just i like to to how do i put this now i like to to make people first before before um i, I want people to buy me first before buying my products yeah okay so money is secondary right <laughs> okay so okay. um so i i just want to encourage anybody listening to this the best thing you can do right now is not to buy a course from me is to just follow me on my social media outlets okay. so that you can learn so much more then over time if you feel like you probably okay. need to purchase of my course you can see them over time so to uh, you know i always say it's it's a privilege to actually follow me online it may sound like pride and i think i'm proud okay <laughs> it's a privilege to follow me online because you're going to learn a whole lot yeah. yeah so um and also yes what i do basically i like speaking more than writing and that's why i don't have plenty ebooks so okay. i like speaking and so i honor invitations both offline and especially uh, both online and especially offline yeah right. so i'm open to your speaking engagements may not be okay. free okay but then we're open to work together okay yeah. all right thank you so much for our listeners i'm going to put the description uh of my guest social media and you can actually get it in the description below uh you'll be able to connect with him across the social media platform and truly i can attest to the fact if you follow him in six months <laughs> your life will not remain the same it is not brag as well i'm confident of what i'm saying so uh you will see the description in the podcast below for those of you that will be listening thank you so much once again mr Dari and me and that will be the size of our package for today i believe you have been blessed we've been able to talk around the subject of teenagers and how parents can help their teenagers to become outstanding in all they do until i come your way again my name is fashmo michael and this is the sabbath podcast overcoming through the power of testimony until i come your way again have a beautiful evening god bless you